Welcome to Awaken to Sleep Education. Let me get into the questions because we do have uh, several, and I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna go past six o'clock. Um, Jeff, let me uh, start here. So uh, this one says, "I'm new to dental sleep medicine. What is the easiest way to get started with patients?" Uh, and I, let, let's say I'm assuming this because it's not in the question. Uh, let's say this is a general dentist in their own practice. How, what's the easiest place to start? I would say I'm jealous of you because you already have a patient pool. You already have a relationship with these patients. So you can start screening your own patients. Um, honestly, these courses that are given by Awaken to Sleep, they're a very straightforward approach. They're comprehensive, but they break it down to, you know, at a very, at a very reasonable uh, fee. One thing you do want to keep in mind is there's training that you can undergo, but your staff is also important. So I would say, make sure that your staff is on board because you don't want to travel down this path and you look back and um, nobody's with you. So I would say you can start screening patients in your own practice. I like that analogy. You don't want to run down the path and realize that nobody's behind you. Yeah. Like, uh, let's go. <laughs> that, that was actually, um, I, I did have a question come in. It was the, one of the last ones, but I'll answer it now. They said, um, is the course going to be hands-on clinical? If not, does Awaken to Sleep offer a hands-on course? The answer is this course that we have the slide for here, this is team learning and action plan. So it's mostly focused on workflows, appliance selection, all of the building blocks that you need for your system. It is not hands-on clinical. We do have a separate hands-on clinical course that we are going to start publishing dates in the next week or so online. Um, so you guys can check out the website for that under our events page. So those are two separate things. Um, okay, we got that one. Uh, Simon asked, uh, do you look for nocturnal sweating around the neck or nocturia as uh, symptoms from patients in screening them for apnea? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we briefly touched uh, fluid, you know, fluid buildup. A lot of times when we change that, when there's that change of uh, intrathoracic pressure, you know, if you think about it, you go from like minus five to minus 15 atmospheres. So a lot of times there isn't anywhere that fluid goes, but having the need to, to use the restroom. So, yes, that is one of the, uh, the things that we look for as well. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay. So, let, let's go back to impressions, uh, digital versus analog. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll translate the question. What do you do different in an analog workflow versus digital? Um, can you use the George gauge for both? Um, yes, you can. Uh, yes, you can. You know, your analog impression, when you send it to the medical manufacturer, they're going to convert it into a digital version for you. So there really isn't anything if that's look at the end of the day, I think it's great that you're wanting to treat sleep patients. So at the end of the day, if that's what's going to take to get you into that landscape, then fantastic. You know, you don't have to do anything different. Um, you take a top and bottom impression. You use uh, the George gauge. There, there is no difference. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, just like, oh, okay. So uh, this one will kind of tag the George gauge a little bit. Um, when, if ever, does vertical come in um, 
into effect for your bite. So do you capture vertical? Are you doing that initially? How, how does all of that work? And so I, I kind of do a twofer. Um, I do, I, and, and, and for me, I look at the tongue. I look at the size of the tongue and the position of the tongue. So um, some of these, it's George Gage, right? But there's uh, the horizontal sliding rulers. There's different ones and they'll come with the six, a nine and a 12. So I'll just have an idea. And let's say I'll take the six millimeter opening and I'll put it. I'll put it in the patient's mouth and I'll have them bite kind of like the NTI with the anterior discluding yeah. component. And I'll just look and I'll see, do I have the clearance? Do I need, if I have the clearance that I need, then that's the vertical that I'll use. And then mm -hmm. I'll have the patient go forward and back, forward and back. If it's not, then I'll try the nine and then so okay. forth. Is that the airway, the airway metrics jigs that you're talking about? This, um, the bite gauges that go up. No, um, like the pro gauge, uh, the pro, mm. the pro gauge, um, and most, most of the, you know, most of the, uh, uh horizontal sign rulers come with them. Got it. Okay. Um, so this one is from John, uh, we're ready to order our first device, but he had a couple of questions. Uh, he's ordering an Avant specifically, um, he says, uh, it indicates that the following options can be selected on the order form. Uh, distal wrap requires five millimeter open bite to your point instead of three. Uh, anterior breathing hole and anterior discluding element. I know you mentioned some of those as you were explaining through the slides. Could you just kind of recap when would you use each of those things? Distal wrap, anterior breathing hole and anterior discluder. When would you use those? Yeah, that's that's really important, right? Because we do know that we're going to get a little bit of tooth movement with the oral appliances. So we'll, we'll need to address that. Distal wrap uh, reduces the likelihood of tooth movement, okay? So number one, the anterior opening, if you have a patient that just has a large tongue, for example, or you have a patient that feels like they're a little bit claustrophobic, you may want to get that anterior opening on the appliance. Okay. The anterior discluding element, if you have a patient that's a heavy bruxure, because they've, they, I've had patients break these appliances. I've had patients break all of those appliances, right? So if you know that they're, as I consider them, the heavy lifters, you may want to consider getting them into a, a anterior discluding element. Got it. Cool. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> uh, quick one. Uh, is there a simple list of steps for the records appointment? Aha. I'm glad somebody asked. Yes, I forgot to mention our free giveaway. Um, tonight we have, uh, that will, tonight, whenever the email goes out with your CE certificate, you guys will get this. Uh, so make sure if you don't get an email from Awaken to Sleep with your CE certificate and all of that, um, this is gonna be in there. It's your uh, records appointment checklist. So what Dr. Paws went over tonight, we've summed it up in very short wording right next to a checkbox just as a reminder of what things need to happen in that records appointment. Uh, we want to keep things simple. Your team is going to be way far behind you on the path if we complicate the junk out of it. It's got to be simple and repeatable. And this, guys, this isn't, as you can hear tonight, this is not the hardest part of treating sleep. Uh, Dr. Paz, that, that was kind of my closing question for you, but 
I'll, I'll say this. It, this is the simplest part of treating sleep. The soft skills and communication, your team doing the work together, all of the workflow, that aspect. And then ultimately long-term, if you work with physicians outside of your practice, those are the heavy lifting, but not the clinical aspect. So that, that sounds pretty rich coming from a non-dentist. So let me hand it to the star for tonight, who is a dentist who's been treating thousands of patients. Would you agree with that? Would you change oh, that? <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I think it's important, as I mentioned, you don't want to uh, blaze this path by yourself. You want to make sure that your team is behind you. Um, at the end of the day, you're making an impression and you're, you're, you're placing the patient on an oral appliance. It's the encouragement. It's the communication. It's all the other things that really make the difference between having a successful practice um, and not, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we do have a couple more questions here. Um, before I go to those, uh, for those of you guys that are still here, uh, we did put the chat we put the chat in the link. We put the link to your CEs in the <laughs> chat. So if you want to click that, please do. Uh, there's a link to your CE uh, quiz for that certificate. There's a link to the course offer in case your QR code thingamabob on your iPhone doesn't work. And um, there's also a link if you want to schedule a call with a coach. So all three of those are in there. Click the right one for what you want to do. We'll leave it in there until we're done tonight. Um, We'll, we'll finish up these last couple of questions here and uh, get you all on your way. Um, so the next one, um, actually, it, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so Mike asked, does the letter of medical necessity come with the HST interpretation and how much does that cost? Um, I'll, if you're okay with it, I'll go ahead and take that. Since sure, please do, please do. This. Uh, the answer is yes. With every interpretation that Awaken to Sleep performs, our sleep physicians are giving that letter of medical necessity. Uh, so that part is done. Um, the cost of that is $79 per interp, and we do it just on a, as, as you use the service basis. Um, we can do it with all home sleep test devices. Uh, I don't think we've met one that we can't do. So uh, <laughs> if, you, if you think you might have the one, ask us, schedule a call with the coach. But we can help out with that if you'd like. Um, okay, last one uh, that has nothing to do with our topic, but it is always asked. Uh, how do I get paid? Should I bill in network? Should I bill out a network? Um, and then Stan hopped in here and said, do you have a billing service? Um, so I'll let you answer that one and then I'll answer Stan's question here in just a second. Okay. Um, I would say it really depends on your community, really depends on your demographic. If you already have a patient pool, I would say kind of go with the path of least resistance. You know, you already have that relationship with your patient. I think initially out of network would be a, a, a wise idea. And then perhaps as you establish that reputation, as you kind of establish your presence in this new space, then perhaps you can venture into the, uh, the, the in-network medical model would be my opinion. Yeah, I, I would echo that. And the only uh, pieces I would add to it is understand, like Dr. Pazza said, your demographic, but also understand what your end goal is, at least for today. If you're in a flourishing 
10, 20, 30 year general dentistry office and you sell three or four thousand, five thousand dollar implants, five or six thousand dollar clear liner cases every day, you should probably consider starting fee for service. Yep. You're going to sell an appliance for less than that. And those soft skills and the team training that I just talked about are going to be the thing that propels this. Yep. If you're in a scratch practice and you're looking at maybe doing this like Dr. Paz does full time and really moving into the medical industry, you got to take a really hard look at insurance and looking at how to make it possibly as an in-network provider that mirrors those doctors that you're going to try to become a part of their community. So your end goal and where you start are going to be the two things that should really dictate that. But uh, we're, we're famous for saying that medical insurance billing is what kills sleep practices. That's a little tongue in cheek because we have plenty of clients that are billing medical and doing it well. That said, don't do that before you learn how to do sleep. Treating people is what's going to heal them, help them be basically be the thing that they need to get good sleep. So do that part first and know how to do that and decide how you're going to do billing, charging, all of that stuff. Uh, we're happy to answer any of those questions, but that, that would be my, I'll put the lipstick on, <laughs> you know, what, you know, what you just said, which was really the meat of it. Um, all right. Is that, that's it. We did it. All right. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for having me tonight. It's, it's a real treat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Paz, do you want, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Stan. I didn't forget you. I kind of did, but I'm not going to forget you right now. Uh, do you have a billing service? Uh, Awaken to Sleep does not do third-party billing. That being said, uh, we do have a, a partner that does that. Um, we'd be happy to refer them or refer you to them for that service. Uh, we don't do it in-house, but we can definitely facilitate that connection. Uh, thanks, Stan, for the patience. Uh, Jeff, do you have any uh, parting words for the folks tonight before we, uh, we jet out of here? No, just, uh, you know, do it. Do it. You have the patience. They need you. Uh, and they're really, really going to appreciate because you'll, 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 you'll change your lives. You really will. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. You guys go out there and get it done. There's lots of, lots of folks out there, uh, like us to help you. We're one of many and, or two of many, I should say. And, uh, yeah, if we can be of service, let us know. Otherwise, uh, have a great night and, uh, go out there and help some folks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this webinar. If you'd like more information on dental sleep medicine education, coaching, or home sleep testing services, please feel free to reach out to us at awakentosleep.com forward slash edu or at info at awaken2sleep.com. Thank you and have a great day.